Whose voice matters most? Psalm 29 answers this question in the form of a poetic doxology or praise about Yahweh. The Lord's voice alone controls the natural world, it says, shaping life according to his will and blessing it with peace. Seven times the psalm extols God's authority and power, starting with this phrase, the voice of the Lord. We get a summary of this here. The Lord's voice thunders over the waters. The Lord's voice breaks the towering cedars of Lebanon. The Lord's voice makes the hills and mountains of Lebanon move and skip. The Lord's voice brings forth fire and shakes the wilderness. The Lord's voice causes deer to give birth, while at the same time strips the forest bare. Now, for ancient Israel's Canaanite neighbors, these aspects of nature were seen to be controlled by several different deities. Most important was Baal, the the god of thunder and lightning and the annual rainstorms. Baal was most potent in the pantheon, but was certainly not omnipotent. He had to fight off Yom, the chaotic ocean god, Mot, uh, the god of desiccation and death, and other deities who were vying for cosmic control. Now, Psalm 29, adopting the verbal imagery that would be common to hear of Baal, makes the point to ancient Israel, who were regularly tempted to worship Baal and the other deities of Canaan, makes the point to Israel that Yahweh alone controls the thunder. Yahweh alone controls the water, the mountains, the trees, the animals, and you can fill in the rest. It's the Lord's voice and his alone that can be heard behind each natural event, whether creative or cataclysmic. In the context of the polytheism of the ancient Near East, Psalm 29 really stands as a polemic to say that Yahweh only is God of the cosmos. He alone uh, makes and moves all things with his powerful voice. There are no major and minor deities vying for supremacy. There is one God whose word expresses his will for the world and causes it to be. There is one voice that makes, sustains, changes, and blesses life, giving it peace. This is why the Lord deserves people's praise. God then is not, uh, when when God speaks, then God is not simply giving information, uh, but God's word is what we'd say is performative. It not only reveals truth about God's self, about us, and about the world, um, but God's word also affects us and nature. God's voice has force. Try to use that Star Wars word for a better thing. God's word has force because God has authority. As creator, God holds all authority, and so God's voice is the supreme force. God's voice is all-powerful to shape life and bless it with peace. Now, this doxology of the cosmic counts a controller really contrasts sharply with postmodern notions of reality. Rather than seeing an all-authoritative divine person who daily speaks creation into being and toward a blessed outcome, postmodern views of the cosmos, uh, they see it as a collision of mute accidental forces. There is no who speaking nature and history into a peaceful end. There is only a senseless what of a silent universe. The only will or purpose to be found in life, then, 
is created by those who have voice. And the kind of postmodern notion, it's up to each human to exert his or her will on the chaotic cosmos, using language to forge temporary meaning out of endless senselessness. Now, we might laugh at the ancients who believed in many gods vying for cosmic control because we're so much more enlightened. But our era isn't all that different. The postmodern era long ago declared that the gods are dead, but in their place our era has posited that each person is a god. Each person must use their voice to make creation conform to their will, to arrange creation based on each person's imagination, to make their own identities and to forge their own purpose in the midst of a mute universe. But Psalm 29 would have us ask questions like this. Who among us can move the Pacific, snap sequoias in half, send the Sierras skipping, spark flames, shake the Mojave, or cause the golden bear to bear cubs simply by his voice? Who can cause a single drop of rain to appear or vanish or move one inch up or down in the sky simply with her voice? Can any of us create cosmic peace by voicing our will simply for it to be so? False gods, this is what Psalm 29 would say. False gods we are when we worship our own voices. Sure, our voices have potency. We can certainly affect each other to a degree by our own words. We all know that. Our voices can even have an impact in an intermediary fashion on the natural world. What we express by wish or command can move people and instruments to make and shape and affect the world in certain ways. But the psalmist tells us none of that compares to the Lord who spoke creation into being. None of that compares to the Lord whose voice daily sustains the foundations of the cosmos. None of that compares to the Lord whose word causes life to emerge from the womb and causes peace to prevail. Yes, the gods are dead. They were never there. But the Lord was there before the beginning. He is now. He will be then. He not only spoke in the past, but as Psalm 29 indicates, he continues to speak today. Our very lives and the world we live in depend on him continuing to speak his will for life. So whose voice matters most? When you find the right answer to that question, you will find the very source of life, purpose, strength, blessings, and peace. Listen to that voice. Trust that voice. Worship that voice. Amen.